Go to the 33rd chapter of the book of Exodus this morning for the beginning. Thanksgiving. <laughs> We've had way too much of it at our house, what they call Thanksgiving now. We've had wall-to-wall people all week. I couldn't even thank for them. I already had brain fog and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, they may all get out of there this afternoon, <laughs> Quiet, quieting down a little bit. We're running out of food, so that's a pretty good sign they're fixing to leave, get rid of them. But uh, Thanksgiving's good, gives us kind of reminds us to reflect back on our past and be thankful. Uh, I was even thinking this week that uh, one of the blessings the Lord has given me recently is that he brought me here. Uh, When we had to close up down at Magnolia, the only place I knew to go. (laughs) I had been here and knew the people and I wanted you to know you've been a blessing to me. I don't know if I've been any help to you, but uh, I hope that somehow we have, but you have definitely been a blessing to me. I come to to that uh, place one time before where (laughs) they kicked me out of the church. They asked me to leave. (laughs) I didn't have anywhere to go. So it wasn't quite so difficult this time. Uh, I was trying to preach or teach some of the doctrines of grace, we'd call it nowadays. And finally, uh, one of the fellows there said, I know what you're trying to do after a couple of years of that. He said, I know what you're trying to do now. You're trying to teach predestination. I said, that's absolutely right. (laughs) You know, a fellow won't jump on me, though. So he asked me to leave, and I had to hunt around, found found a place the Lord blessed me then. Went there enjoyed that several years and then by the way same place called brother paul he was over san Antonio, uh little church over there trying to get it going anyway the church there called him i didn't have anything to do with that the lord done it itself i didn't they called him he come and that was the start of this last church we had there lord closed it up and but we're blessed that we have a place to go and uh, hear the gospel preached. Exceptionally blessed to have a pastor that I can listen to with all faith and confidence. They do the right thing. That's important. A lot of people getting up talking, but 
preaching the right thing is different than what's going on today. It's uh, our day is uh, is growing worse and worse. This idea that a man can keep God from saving him that may sound a little strange to you, but that's what they're saying. God can't do anything unless they're willing. Boy, that's a damnable doctrine there. It's carrying a lot of people to hell, I guarantee you. Although, I'm going to add something to that. Everyone that the Lord died for is going to be saved. So we can rest in that. It's our assurance. Always rest in that. Moses, 33rd chapter. We'll begin reading in verse 12. Moses had been handed a great task. The Lord turned it over to him, said, Here you are, Moses, lead the people. So it was a task that right away Moses understood he couldn't handle by himself. He's going to need a little help to do it. And the only way he is going to do it if the Lord would lead him. We've mentioned this a couple of times here recently about Moses not wanting to go unless the Lord go with him. And uh, that ought to be our desire today that if we go, Lord, go with us. In the 12th verse, he said in Moses, said unto the Lord, See thou sayest unto me, bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. This is where we're talking today, grace, grace, more grace. That's what we need, more grace. So now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee. That was his main request. Not where he's going to go necessarily, anything like that, but that he might know God. That's the main thing we need to know today. Know God. That I may find grace in thy sight. Consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with me, Lord did, with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence did not go with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known? Now Moses is going to put an argument out there now. He wants, wants the Lord, he's going to do a little bargaining with him. Lord, how, how are they going to know that you sent me? How are you going to know that I'm supposed to lead you? He said, Know thee that I may be, thy people may be found, that found grace in thy sight. Is it not that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated 
I and thy people, and this is an important part too, being separated. I and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech ye, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. Hmm. A little sovereign grace in here, isn't it? And will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou hast thou canst not see my face, for there shall come no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass while my glory passes by, that I will put thee in the cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand until I pass. found grace in the sight of Lord. Grace. We talk a lot about grace. Say it's an unmerited favor. But it's much more than that. That's just the beginning. It's a wonder that the Lord ever considered man at all. He's vain and bound, corrupt. There's hardly enough explanation to, to describe him. He is rotten to the core. In the book of Isaiah, the first chapter, I think it's the best picture. <clears throat> In verse 1, he said, The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jothan, and Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear, O heaven, and give earth, give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden in iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They're gone away backward. In verse 5, he said, Why should we eat the why should ye be stricken anymore? Doesn't make any sense, is what he said. 
just doesn't make any sense. Lord has dealt with you. Why do you just keep on? Because it's their nature. This man is born of the Spirit. He is bound to turn that away. As these people did. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there's no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, the sores hadn't, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence, and it is desolate, overrun by strangers. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. Verse 9 is the most important part. Except the Lord of mercy, the Lord of hosts, had left unto us a very small remnant. We should have been as like Sodom, and Gomorrah, we should have been like unto Gomorrah. The end, burned up, done away with, separated. There must be a separation for the people of God. Don't go out there messing with things in this old world. Know, know what the Bible says and don't go messing with these religions. They sound with them sound so good and they're so easy and they're so much fun and, and they, they teach the people to try to, to be joyous and sometimes works and they, they grow and multiply. And sometimes we wonder why. But the Lord is always there for his people. Uh, the devil is busy. You know, he's busier now than ever, I imagine. He's just got a little while to do his dirty work. So he's busier than ever trying to win people over and get them away from the Lord lead them down the path of destruction as of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's bad. Finding grace. One is a knowledge of God. That's pure grace. Where is Bruce this morning? Y'all heard from him? Missing Bruce. He's always right there. Uh, <clears throat> the knowledge of Lord. The fruit of grace 
you might say, is a separation of his people from the rest of the people. Separate them unto righteousness, away from worldliness. We, we have a picture about, I might have mentioned it last week maybe, about the water of separation. They'd take the ashes of the half red heifer, clean ashes. They'd been consumed with the fire and clean and take them, take them up and carry them outside the camp and put them up in a clean place. Separated from everything else. Don't put them just anywhere out there. Put them in a clean place. Separate them. It's God's people. They're separated. Separated from the things of the world. We come in here on Sunday morning. Separated. It must be that way. It must. Sometimes we want man. People don't like us much, especially religious people. They don't like us much. But it's wonderful, really, to be separated from them. I talk about all the noise around my house all week. It's just been noise. Noise. Glad to get away. If, uh, if I'd ease around another room at the house, they'd find me. <laughs> no. It was almost that bad. Uh, but, but, they're just, most of it, they're just talking foolishness. Nothing. Doesn't amount to anything. If you're not talking about the Lord, it, it won't amount to anything. It won't produce any fruit. It's just death. All this conversation I got going on is just death. No fruit in it. Some of them think they're doing good. They don't need me to tell them how to do. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Uh, they think they're doing, they got their retirements and they got everything lined up. Some of them are having to tear down their old barns and build some more. I thank the Lord, too. That's another thing I thought about this week. He never gave me so much I had to tear down one bar and build another one. Right. Time or two I thought I was going to make it. <laughs> Big time. And I did a little bit. But you see, Lord didn't give me too much. I appreciate what he gave me. I've always had plenty to eat, plenty to do. You know, man ought to be busy. I love to work. Still do if I quit, can, you know. We do, we do, don't we? If we can. Sometimes we can't. But anyway, I love to work, and I think it's righteous. Lord said you're going to earn your bread by the sweat of your brow. Most folks, not they're not in agreement with that. They don't want to work. It's just all beside the point now. You can take it or leave it. They don't want to work. 
I know if you've uh, worked enough people, it doesn't take you long to understand it hurts them to work. And I love to work, maybe too much sometimes. Sometimes it was kind of detrimental to other things, but but it's good. And then you rest at night if you work. It's good. Book of Jeremiah, 31st chapter. one again <clears throat> 31 and 1 at the same time saith the Lord I will be the God of all the families of Israel and they shall be my people thus saith the Lord the people which it was were left of the Sword found grace in the wilderness, even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, yeah, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Again I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel. Thou shalt again be adorned with thy tabrets, and shalt go forth in the dances of them that make merry. And thou shalt plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and shall eat them as common things. For there shall be a day that the watchman up on the mount of Ephraim shall cry, Arise ye, and let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. For thus saith the Lord, Sing with gladness for Jacob. And shout among the chief of the nations, Publish ye, publish ye, and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel, the Lord's vineyard. Lord hath planted it. Behold, I will bring them from the north country and gather them from the coast of the earth, and with them the blind and the lame and the woman with child and her that travaileth with child, together a great company shall return thither. They shall come up with weeping. Hmm. Come up with weeping and with supplication. They have found grace. Lord's bringing up. I will lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way wherein they shall not stumble. 
for I am the father of Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. It's one Lord planted. First one. You know what the vineyard is a picture also of separation. They didn't just go out there and plant the vineyard in just any old rough place. They went and picked out a special place. One that was separate from all the rest. They cleaned it up and hedged it about and planted a vineyard there. It was a separate place. Bible speaks in several places of other things coming up in it, but guess what? The keeper of the vineyard was always pulling them up and getting them out, separating them. Had to keep the vineyard clean so it'd grow good grapes. Didn't want no wild grapes. Them things set your teeth on edge. Got to have some good grapes. The planting of the Lord. In the book of Deuteronomy, 32nd chapter. Verse 7, 32nd chapter, verse 7. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and they will show thee. Thy elders, and they will tell thee. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance. Go and put them in a separate place. They're going to be his people, and they're going, they're, he's going to be their God. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, well, another grace. Nothing you, nothing you earned. Nothing that you got. He said, I found grace. He wasn't even looking for it when he found it. But he found grace. When he separated the sons of Adam and he set the bounds of the people, the bounds are set for all the people. According to the number of the children of Israel, for the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is a lot of his inheritance. Now the inheritance goes both ways. The father gives them to the son, and the son gives his back to the father. He had found him in a desert land, Jacob. That's where he found him. Lord led. Moses out there, and I think that's when he come, the light come on to Moses when he got to the edge of the desert out in the foreign land. 
he began to wonder then, now what? I'm sure you've been there before, come up on a place where it's desert. You say, now, I wonder what I'm going to do now. So it makes people call upon the Lord when we get to that desert place where it doesn't look like there's any hope. Then we call. Found him in a desert land in a waste howling wilderness. He led him about and he instructed him and kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them and beareth them upon her wings. So the Lord alone, the Lord alone, did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. He was separate unto the Lord. His. You understand, he bought him, so he was his, separated unto the Lord. His people. What a blessing, what a grace to be called his people. He's our God. This is our God. That's he's whom we've waited for. Our God. That idea of adoption, Ephesians, the first chapter. Verse 1, he said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints, separated people, which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Be Blessed be the Lord God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. When, I don't know how them folks can read that and not understand that. Sure. It's just black and white language. We got it in good English language. But they don't. They, they say, well, we just can't, un we just can't know those things that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. He's not waiting on anybody. They'll tell you nowadays that he's sitting in the heavens wringing his hands worried about somebody coming. Why don't you ever get a hold of that? They ever tell you that? Run fast as you can. Get away. It's according to his will. To the praise of his glory. Of his grace. The glory of his grace. 
wherein he hath made us acceptable in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood for the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Grace, he found grace in his sight. Wherein he hath aboundest toward us in all wisdom and prudence, knowledge. It's a wonderful grace. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure. Again, it's according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth and even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ separated unto Christ how by his will can't add anything to that It's absolute. Doesn't need any explanation. How can you read that and not understand it? Well, you can if you be blind to the truth. They do it every day, all the time. But it's a separation. This is going to be my people. I'm going to call my people over and over. I'm going to call my people. And I'm going to gather them up from all the corners of the earth and bring them, and they're going to be my people. Back in the book of Isaiah again, 27th chapter. <clears throat> one again and in that day the Lord with his sword great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan the piercing serpent that sounds to me like we're coming down to the very last day We've been in the last days. You understand that. We've been in the last days ever since Christ came. But I think we're getting to the end of that even. And I think that's what he's talking about here. The piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent. And they shall slay the dragon, the Lord. Shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. And in that day, sing ye unto her, a vineyard of red wine. 
It's not just any vision. Lord's vineyard. A vineyard of red wine. The blood of the grape. It also sounds me like a day of celebration. A vineyard of red wine. <clears throat> the Lord's vineyard. I, the Lord, do keep it. I will water it in every moment, lest any hurt it. I will keep it night and day. He's not going to let up weeds and briars and stuff grow up in the vineyard. It's going to be a clean place, a separate place for the Lord's people, their place, their inheritance. Fury is not in me. Who would set the briars and the thorns against me in battle? I would go through them. I would burn them together. Or let him take hold of my strength, that he may make peace with me, and he shall make peace with me. That's a positive statement. And he shall. No doubt about it. Lay everything else aside. That's it. He shall make peace with me. He shall cause them that come of Jacob to take root. Same vineyard. This a planting of the Lord. Israel shall blossom and bud and fill the face of the world with fruit. You can't get any better than that. Lord is going to keep it. Water it day and night. Grace. Grace, the fruit of grace, is the watering of Lord. We cry unto the Lord and He comes and he saves us from ourselves. You know, we're the, our worst enemy. Man is his worst enemy always. He's just bound to turn and go the wrong way. And if the Lord doesn't pluck him up from there and plant him in this good, clean vineyard and water it night and, night and day and take care of it, it's going to bring forth sour grapes. All this to it. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. What he meant was, just don't mess with them worldly things. Put away those things. It's called finding grace in the eyes of the Lord.